Hello everyone and welcome to the Day of Coaching podcast with me, Alessia Pacha, and an amazing woman has joined us. Hello, my love. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Good. So today we're all about finding your inner power and you're obviously the queen of this. So I'd love for you to introduce yourself, what you do, and then we can get straight into it. Yeah, thank you for having me, first of all. So my name is Sharice Bisram and my title is Inner Power Activation Leader and predominantly for women. So it's all about activating that inner flame that inner power with inside of us that I feel has been you know dimmered for so long you know mm-hmm. whether it be by society our lived experiences whatever it is that's kept us small yeah. and quiet for so long it's all about for me you know uncovering unpacking all of these blocks that have held us back for so long so our power and our light can come through and shine out brightly and boldly and for me it's about building that on a solid foundation of self-worth self-acceptance self-respect and that ultimately creates that long-lasting deep authentic confidence that i think we're all searching for you know and and it's in that real doing the work that it, it really creates that longevity as i said because there's no point, you know, for me doing the surface level stuff. I think it yeah. all starts with the real deep inner work. So, yeah, that's kind of a nutshell of, of what I do. I love that. And how did you get into this? Like, what was your moment where you just thought, oh, this this is definitely where, where I want to be right now? Well, it's a long story. So <laughs> I'll try oh, and story. it down. <laughs> okay, amazing. So basically... I um so if I cut to kind of how I got there and then yeah. I guess I'll reflect on my childhood as we kind of go through this section but yeah. I got to the pandemic and I've been a professional dancer for 11 years wow. and at the time yeah at the time I was like thinking that I wanted to move to America and do all of these things now my life as a whole has been very turbulent and an mm-hmm. uphill battle but I kind of use this like survival mode and this toxic force that I had inside of me which I call my toxic masculine energy yeah. to get me to A to B you know and as I said it was a survival tactic that I lived in a little bit longer than I needed to probably a lot longer than I needed to to be honest and um I hit the pandemic and I had all these plans to move to LA to like, pursue my dance career out there and then obviously when I couldn't do that I had to really sit with myself and ask myself those questions like what do I actually want to do do mm-hmm. I want to do this or is this a dream that I made for myself when I was 18 and I've just kept it you know yeah and yeah the answer really was I, I didn't really have the fulfillment there that I thought I would you know it, it kind of felt empty I was getting some really good jobs and I just didn't feel as fulfilled as I should have done and yeah I kind of had to sit with that and I basically had an experience where um I've never really been uh, much of a data because my hyper-independence that I developed in childhood mm-hmm. prevented me from feeling safe around men, um, which I'm sure some of your listeners could relate to. Yeah. And I I stayed single for a lot of my life. So when it was kind of before the pandemic, I started dating again. And I was dating this guy. And basically, he, as the pandemic hit, he was like, I can't do this right now. Like, And he was really vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I was like, eh. I was like, ill. <laughs> And, and I, I just was like, ill, what is that? Gross. <laughs> and then I, I, my auntie, who's a foster carer, I went for a walk with her when we could do the socially distanced walks. And she said to me, Sharice, the reason that you 
can't stand or tolerate this vulnerability is because you've never been vulnerable yourself and I was like what she was like basically your whole childhood you've had to be strong she was like so physically strong as in like you know your dance career you know to like hold back an abusive parent you know all of these things that I physically did so I was in the gym all the time I was really focused on my diet like you know to get that exterior strength yeah and then internally I didn't share vulnerability to anyone. Like I didn't cry um, in front of anyone for, for about 20 years. And I was actually crying myself to sleep every night because I couldn't open wow. up to people about it. So it was just, um, yeah, like I'd built this toxic like bubble around me to keep mm. me strong. But really I was just breaking on the inside. I just didn't show that to the world. So that was the first kind of realization I had that I needed to make some behavioral changes so in the lockdown I started to dive into like Brene Brown and like vulnerability and do Mm. some work you know deep dive work in that space and then kind of when we realized that the pandemic was going to last longer than expected I thought do you know what I need to be thinking about my future now so I went back to university and did my master's in that time and I was thinking about how to combine dance with female empowerment because again you know being strong woman like that was always up my thing um whether it be toxic or not you know that was still part of who I was and then I started to look at how dance had acted as an intervention for childhood experiences and like uh girls in like foster care or or in um like housing you know like um orphanages that that type mm-hmm. of thing so how they use dance to kind of help help the young girls and a lot of things were coming up that sounded really familiar to my childhood and I was like why were they in care for that like I was just confused I was like that that's just normal that was what I had I was it was too many dots that were kind of joining I was thinking yeah. hmm, this is strange so um aces kept coming up over and over again and I thought you know what I'm gonna look at this aces test and just fill it out and see what happens and um I got eight out of ten and I was like, oh, I was like, oh, OK. So the reason that I've been the way I've been my whole life is because mm. I've experienced severe childhood trauma. I was like, right. So then that opened up another can of worms. So whilst doing a master's, I was then doing inner child healing work oh, as well yeah. as like, obviously the vulnerability, which ties in. So I was just deep diving into my soul on every level and purging 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 everything was inside of me you know like all of these outdated beliefs of like my body shape my body image because throughout the dance industry you know I'd been told so many times that I was the wrong skin tone I was the wrong really you know yeah it was it was just my whole life has been a series of no's and I think that's why I built so much resilience whether it be toxic survival whatever you want to call it yeah I had to do that in order to survive and to get to where I wanted to be. So what I learned really after the masters and that year of the kind of first year to year or two of the pandemic was you can't eradicate any part of you because now I feel like I've built like a really beautiful relationship between my masculine and feminine energy. But at that time I was thinking, Oh gosh, I've got to get out of this real toxic strength thing. But now it's like finding the balance so for me that really is where the true strength resides is in both because you know there is a a beautiful synergy of of completion within having that balance and it's obviously never a balancing act it's like finding the harmony between both because the masculine energy is doing and the feminine energy is being but what I've realized in my life is in order for me to find that equilibrium I need to let the pendulum swing one way completely 
in order for it to swing back and then Mm. it kind of finds that equal in between so that's kind of what happened with my healing journey is I kind of pulled the masculine completely out and then um yeah over time and then kind of like this year starting the business it'd been a real test for me to see how um I can find like I said that equilibrium so Mm. yeah I guess for me this all stemmed from me doing my own healing work and then on the back of that because I did it all on my own like I didn't have um, external help for it because again part of my toxic masculine trait was not asking for help and mm. um, so I kind of did the real deep dive bit on my own but within that I was able to develop my journal that I sell now which has great deep prompts in there so if anyone's mm. like kind of like new to journaling or you know this work seems like it's relevant it's a great place to start because then you open up those doors and then from that space that's when you can look into whether you want more help and from that journal I then start to deliver workshops and I was delivering talks on the back of just speaking about my experiences and then that was when I kind of got to this time last year and thought I need to actually do this as a business now so that was kind of where this journey of you know helping other people find their inner power began because it was from my own lived experiences so yeah I guess that's really how I came to be (laughs) wow what oh my goodness what a journey like I I didn't have a clue about that that's incredible honestly like yeah queen right there more as well I I can only imagine (laughs) oh bless you and the thing is is sometimes well no all the time our experiences make us who we are And sometimes it's through that that we then find our calling, I guess, and and our strength and our power. And I'd love to know, what does power, inner power, mean to you? Because some people will see it as, oh, you know, if you're somebody in the government or if you're somebody who's got loads of money or, you know, things like that. But what does it mean to you? Thank you. That's a really lovely question. And I've actually been asked that quite a few times because of that exact Mm. same thing. I think we see power as almost can be quite a toxic thing. But I just believe, like I said at the beginning, that we all have this like inner spark within us, like this inner strength. And um, that that's your inner power. Like, and in, and another way to say, it, I guess I say like the light in you. Yeah. So I almost say like there's like a little dull flame that's inside of you, and when you can remove what's blocking it that light amplifies and it shines out into the world and it inspires everyone around you. And that is what your power really is. It's that that true essence of who you are. So, Mm. you know, for example, for me, dance was always my passion, something I loved. And when I was dancing, whether it be performing or teaching, I was able to share my passion, my power with everyone around me. And I think it's now the same with my story. You know, the Mm. fact that I'm able to own that and share that with people to help them and give them the permission to share their story and their truth I think that really is where the power resides because we live in such a world where it's um perfect or you know people just assume that you got there because of I don't know an external factor or Mm -hmm. help or something but especially confidence you know I speak about this a lot in my stories that I think we think that when we see someone confident we're like oh it's all right for them because of that 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 but actually it's not all right for them yeah whoever you see that's authentically confident or you know standing up and owning their space it's because they've been through something to get there and I think you only learn that when you do it yourself right yeah for sure I absolutely love the way you've just explained that like I wish I could just write that all down now and just have that as a poster on my wall or something (laughs) you're so right it is it's that flame within and it's just letting that flame 
burn bright letting Mm -hmm. that shine through you because I think especially nowadays from my experience of working with um, young people they seem to see power as somebody who is famous or somebody who Mm -hmm. is you know looks a certain way which is a real shame because it's not that at all and trying to teach that generation that is so difficult especially from the influences of social media and reality shows do you find that as well yeah absolutely I was about to say that I am so prior to the pandemic I was teaching in schools and um like dance schools like every every single day so I was teaching constantly um dance and I noticed the decline in in the well-being of the children like in terms of mental health because Mm. of this you know and um my thing especially you know towards the end of my dance career I'm still in in the dance industry but obviously very discerning now I choose what I want to do and I predominantly teach because that's where I love to combine obviously my mental health and well-being with dance but um my my saying's always been like you are the only you there is and that's your superpower so it's like Mm -hmm. owning your individuality you know and dance is a great way to express that because obviously you have freestyle and also even with my choreography you know I'm always like dance it like you don't dance it like me because I feel like that's the the space of expression you know and I think when we can find spaces where we get to just be who we are that is just so priceless you know and I think we don't have that many spaces where we feel seen heard and understood so that's something that I'm so passionate about creating for you know anyone that comes into my space whether it's my like mentorship or it's um a dance class you know like I felt so other for so long in my life that Mm. it's so important to me to make everyone in my energy feel yeah seen really and all of the things Yeah. So, you know, when you talk about feminine energy and masculine energy, could you explain a little bit what is feminine energy and what is masculine energy for those that maybe aren't quite sure? Yeah, definitely. So I'm I am quite a woo woo person, but equally (laughs) if you're yeah good I love that um, but also if you, you're looking at it from like a more scientific perspective you know it's like the right and left hand brain so um you know one one side of the brain is logic the other one is creative so if you think about it like that it's exactly the same when we think about it as energy so the masculine energy within us is like I said the logic it's about taking action it's the doing and this also connects to astrology as well so Mars is that planet so if you think about that and we all have this in our chart which again as I said I'm woo woo and so the masculine energy looks like so for example when I was in my toxic masculine energy it meant that I was working all the time I would do three or four jobs a day um you know jumping from performance to performance from teaching to gigs to whatever it was I was doing just in constant force Mm -hmm. to the point where I was in burnout all of the time like I was completely diminished like my body was like broken all of the time I wasn't actually physically broken but you know like I was like my body was sore and aching all of the things because I wasn't taking time to rest um because I was in such survival mode like my IBS was horrific and um yeah I just kept pushing forward basically I was angry all the time I had a short temper like that was all me being in that toxic masculine energy Mm. and then feminine energy is being so it's about being and receiving 
so, and also the creativity as I said so you know like for me I almost had like a slight balance of it from the dancing yeah. but equally I kind of tarnished that a little bit with the obviously masculine force but um you know for me I, I choreograph because I teach and obviously I used to be a choreographer as well for shows and stuff so that space there is really feminine because I get to be expressive feel the energy around me what's my body want to do to hear when I hear the music yeah. that was all of that but equally in your own life it could be that um you like to draw create poetry it could be that you just like to um make the bed in a certain way like those mm -hmm. are little kind of glimmers of what it looks like in your everyday life but the receiving part massive 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 and this is where a lot of women have um trouble with the, the wounded feminine yeah. is called and it's where we can't receive the compliments because we don't feel like we're worthy of them yeah. so and that is a byproduct of being in your masculine as well a lot of the time but equally toxic femininity looks like um manipulation so like using um your emotions or your body as a tool to get your own way that that's where kind of wounded feminine spaces come in toxic feminine spaces come in so it's definitely a a balance between the two for sure and also you know that that rest yeah like being okay to rest that's feminine energy you know like accepting that um yeah, you can't do it like even this morning like I had a performance last night and uh, my plan was to get up a little bit earlier and do a couple more things before jumping on today yeah. and I, I just had to say to myself no it's okay we're just gonna go we're gonna do that after because I want to make sure I'm in a space where I feel in alignment to do everything I need to do rather than forcing it because yeah. nothing good comes from the force I tell you that you know like that that push energy it just like um it's like straining you know mm. no one wants to strain do they for anything <laughs> so it's like relax and it will just do its thing okay and um, so it's, it's that kind of balance there really you're so right there because I feel like the older I've got the more it feels that masculinity is definitely pushed onto women do, do you feel that or mm. is that just me I it's yeah. almost like time is money and especially like so you know thinking from abusive relationships women are almost expected to be all of the things so you have to be feminine in some ways but then you've also got to be really masculine that you need to work but don't work too much but you need to earn enough money and but not not more than than the you know than your partner and you've got to be the mother you've got to be maternal but then not too maternal it just feels like i don't know us women are putting yeah. these boxes and we yeah. have to take oh, oh, yeah. all, all of the list you know but that the masculine energy I feel has been pushed onto us a lot more over the last well probably century yeah, um that's your spot on yeah that that's how it feels um and it's about trying to allow women to give themselves that permission to go do you know what I don't need to be all of those things I can be me and I can be in my feminine energy and then I can be in my masculine energy. But like you say, it's about finding that balance, isn't it? Yeah. And also what I'd say on that, like this is a big part of my life is that mm -hmm. um, I had to be the strong woman in my household because my parent was an addict the other yeah. parent was always working so she was emotionally avoidant so it was almost like a battle and there was no one there to parent so I parented from like the age of six you know I took that role on and that responsibility wow. and then um 
within that time um as i become a teenager i was experiencing like you know outside of my home there was like racism so i was externally strong outside of my home and then in the home obviously to be able to hold back my abusive parent um, yeah. um who was an addict you know all of those things were like developing this strength so i was watching how strong people act and be through tv through you know all of these things but also because i had to be that yeah. so then this is kind of where my strength developed and then alongside that i had um from the ages of 12 to 17 i had 11 members of my family just pass away just back to wow. back not for a freak accident it was just life really because i've got a big family my family's yeah. american so um yeah really really big family and i just kept putting on this armor and armor of like to protect because everyone kept saying be strong so i was like okay cool be strong with your family right cool cool i'm gonna wear yeah. all these layers and 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 that was kind of like even where like you're saying about seeing leadership i thought that leadership was that direct strong powerful yeah. and it's because we live in a patriarchal society so like we said all the people in power that we saw at the time were strong like that so i didn't think i was doing anything wrong yeah. until i physically couldn't stand from the weight of my trauma mm -hmm. and on a number of occasions i hit rock bottom and i actually was debating like whether it's worth being here anymore because i just couldn't take the weight of it and that comes down to lack of boundaries as well which is something that i teach now because yeah. you know when you are that protector for everyone else it becomes heavy and, and it's hard and you become resentful and all these things that like kind of tie into it yeah. but what i realize now I'm working with the women's charity that I work with. We talk a lot about this in leadership is that um, as, as a female, there is um, a, and also feminine energy, by the way, because anyone can tap into this. You know, it doesn't matter what gender you identify as. But there is now a rise of this feminine energy of leadership coming forward like um, the, the prime minister of New Zealand. Like she it, she exhibits that in such a beautiful way. You know, mm -hmm. like we have attributes as women that we need to be utilizing like empathy. Absolutely. that's something that isn't a masculine trait you know we have yeah. that we have that deep understanding of people and this is the thing in corporate as well which um i've never been a part of corporate but obviously i i've been around it a lot just from now the women in business that i liaise mm. with and also delivering workshops just seeing how um and also every female boss that i had up until you know the last couple of years mm. they were all exhibiting this this ma masculine kind of way of yeah. leadership absolutely and, you know, working with a charity we can see now that you know it doesn't have to be that way so it's about yeah like you said give yourself the permission to not do it that way yeah. and actually be a people person because that that for me is the key point here it's like don't treat people how you wouldn't like to be treated yourself that just is the bottom mm -hmm. line to all of this and i think it's about this collaborative leadership it's not about standing in front of someone and dictating it's about saying come with me i'll show you yeah and that for me is the beautiful energy of what leadership should be and that's why i think this rise of the feminine is going it's like i did it so you can too and i think that's where this shift is happening for sure absolutely and i feel like it's about standing together rather than standing mm -hmm. above anyone or feeling you have the authority above anyone else and i don't 100%. know i don't know about you but like i also felt a shift in music so the music industry i felt mm. suddenly all these women became real like badass women which i love like mm -hmm. don't get me wrong but i i do feel that at the same time we need to show that women can be like you say empathic we can show emotion and that that strength as well and i think you know yeah i kind of taught my boys crying isn't weak crying is strength 
let that emotion Absolutely. out. But I feel no, I have well to, done for doing that. Yeah, but I feel I also now have to teach my daughter that because I feel like it's almost like her yeah. generation seem to be that they don't want to cry because if they cry, they get teased for it and it's like actually yeah. no whereas when I was younger girls crying I well I my experience was we didn't really get called out for it, it was the boys that that would but yeah, yeah. I feel like she she definitely is like oh no I can't cry in front of my friends and I'm like wow like y- no. you can so yeah I definitely yeah, feel like they'd be able to yeah it, and and you should be able to express yourself without that fear and yeah she definitely has shown me that the generation that she's in so she's seven so the generation that she's in is is all around you can't kind of stand out you can't voice how you really feel and you've got to fit in which yeah it's just so sad because I want people to realize that being you and uniquely who you are is perfect and actually we don't all want to be the same because then where's the magic in the world you know like the whole point is that yeah, carry on. Sorry, sorry. I was, was going to say on that because obviously yeah. I do a lot of work with um, young people. Yeah, is she almost needs to see it more. So I yeah. think you know if you can like watch, sit down and watch some like fil- films with her that show like women crying, like vulnerable, yeah. you know, like chick flick kind of vibe. Like maybe if you sit down and watch that with yeah. her, like then she can kind of get used to that. And also, um, you know, like if if you're open, like when you're having a bad day or yeah. something, and you you cry, maybe that'd be a good thing for her to see as well. Because I know, like obviously, as parents, we don't like to show our our kids that kind of thing. I say, yeah. we, I'm not a parent myself, but I'm yeah. a, I was co-parent to my sister's children. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I think when they can see it as well, like in person, because this is the thing, they don't have that emotional um intelligence yet. So everything Absolutely. they watch is what they believe. So I think yeah. um. Yeah, they see it more around them, and that's it. Because even for me, like at six years old, that was when I kind of made that disclaimer to myself that I was never going to let anyone treat me or talk to me like, like I was experiencing, like watching at home. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, just as young as that, gosh, like that planted that seed of, like, just like that. Oh, what was the right word? Um, toxic strength of yeah. like having to be that that role model and maybe she's watched something that's made her feel like or all the friends that she's around you know yeah my niece she's she's six um this week and she she's so sassy she's just so <laughs> loud and bold and like just really her own character which is yeah. so wonderful to see but we we really enforce that and I think also the friends that she's around are yeah. also very sassy and stuff but they do cry but I think obviously they're a year younger maybe it's that you know yeah. they, when they don't get their own way they're crying and I think <laughs> yeah. maybe your daughter's like probably a little bit more she's probably a little bit older she's probably yeah. a little bit of an older seven but um obviously she's been through a lot hasn't she as well she so, has yeah I was gonna say that yeah, my niece has too because yeah. they've had the same situation I think that you have mm. um but it's different isn't it it looks different on everyone I yeah mean, it does trauma isn't it and the thing is is she's very much um she is sassy as anything and I've noticed that she is sassy when she's home and she's around people she feels safe with. And one of the things, though, that their dad still does now is he will tell them off if they're crying. So I think a lot of it still will come from that, which is just so sad, isn't it? You just think, why is crying seen as such a negative thing? Like, even when she's she's hungry. Yeah, you're so right. 
so so that he's projecting his emotions onto her yeah which is completely unfair and that's yeah. the problem with unconscious parenting yeah when, when when you're not aware of what you're doing and i say that full wholeheartedly even yeah. not being a parent because i was a, a the what's the right word for that the victim of circumstance that mm. in my life do you know what i mean yeah. so i think that it is about being conscious and self-aware of our emotions as humans because Absolutely. even as a teacher if i went into a room with young people and i was like having a bad day and i was short of everyone yeah. that would just inflict their day so for me personally i just am so aware of my emotions because yeah. i was that angry person i was that short person i wasn't crying in front of anyone whereas now I'll openly have a conversation and if I shed a little tear I feel like that's a really lovely thing that I've been Absolutely. able to do because I hadn't done it for so long you know and it'd be nice for you to recognize that you felt safe enough to do that as well in that situation yeah and you know and I create my own safety in that as well yeah, for sure definitely and and I think you've what you've just said has just kind of hit something in my head as I grew up with my parents we weren't able to talk about things that were going on that weren't great we had to almost always show yeah. we were okay and that was like mm -hmm. externally so that people thought yeah. everything was fine because you know you don't really talk about what's going on and i think mm -hmm. there was that as well i think a lot for yeah. um, a lot of people in in my Absolutely. age definitely whereas now well, i think sorry sorry carry sorry. on no, I was just going to say, I think that's quite common for a lot of families. Yeah. I don't think a lot of families talk like I've got friends that have had the most wonderful setup with family experiences, like mm -hmm. both parents together, big family dinners, big Christmases yeah. um, and even small Christmases and uh, or whatever it is. But yeah. the family setup looks great on the outside, yeah. but they physically have no conflict skills because they never got shown how to deal with an argument or a bad situation. Yeah, absolutely. So it's equally as detrimental to watch you know a, a, a burning house of like yeah. arguments and abuse as it is to watch none and yeah. experience nothing yeah you're so right and in my old job so I worked with vulnerable families and as a as a worker we were always told like to teach the families to teach the parents don't show mm. your conflict in front of the children that's what we were having to teach them and also about don't like show too much emotion in front of them because you know the impact of that but now that I've come out of that I've gone through the experience I have I say to my children yeah mommy feels sad right now and that's okay sometimes we feel sad and I'm very yeah. much with all three of them like you're allowed to feel angry you're allowed to feel sad you're allowed to feel really frustrated mm. it's just how you show that and how you manage that that's important so don't hear or anything like that you know that's what I try to go through but yeah, when I was in that role, that is definitely something that was drilled into us. So then when I first became a parent, I would never cry in front of my children ever, which would have had a massive impact in front of them. So now that I am like that, they're, it's probably they're probably thinking, what the heck? Like, what is going on? But yeah, but it's, no, it's good to see. Yeah. I have to understand your journey as to how you got there. Like, this is something I'm trying to teach my sister as well at the moment is that yeah you know you've been through a lot and I think um you know my sister more, more so is upset because obviously it's what we experienced as a child and then mm. she repeated the pattern so she kind of feels a bit of shame around it which obviously I, I don't at no, all no, I'm just true. like you're human this is yeah, a thing really? and I make a conscious effort to make sure that I'm coaching my sister in front of my nieces yeah. so they can see Perfect. the rationalization of it as well because yeah. 
I don't want them to ever think that mummy's emotionally unstable. I want yeah. them to know that mummy's been for a lot and she's worked really hard yeah. to get to where she is now. And if she just feels a bit upset one day, that it's okay. I and, love um, that. I make sure that I both vocalise it so articulately so they understand because I don't want them to ever feel like their mum's weak or broken. Yeah. I want them to know that she's a warrior and she came through all of this for them. I love that. And, you know, there's a song that um, my eldest, so he's 11 now. So he was, I want to say he was probably just about to turn 10, I think. And we were in the car driving to school and a song came on and it's actually from the film. um, Is it called Dolls? I don't know what it's called now. But the song is Kelly Clarkson and um, Janelle Monae, I think. And it's called Unbreakable. And it came on the radio and... It literally, the, the chorus came on and my son turned to me and he went, that's you, mummy, you're unbreakable because you've been through so much and look at you now. And I was like, oh, oh my word. So I think for anyone out there who worries about the impact on their children, just know that your children are so much more in tune than you realise. And actually, like Absolutely. you say, it's so important to show them that you can build that resilience. You can go through so much and come out of it stronger and that it's okay to feel those feelings during that yeah. and after you know you know and even to like um, reinforce that is that yeah. you know the greatest gift of like self-love that you can give yourself but yeah. also your children is showing them that you chose you yeah so many parents stay in the relationship yeah. you know that was the case with my family too my mum stayed with my dad regardless of like mm-hmm. all of everything that was going on because she felt like that was the right thing to do by the family but it wasn't yeah. you know and, and I don't regret any of that and I don't resent her for any of it but I know that if I watched her walk away yeah I would have built a better and more trusting relationship with men where we're right and, yeah. and all the things now I don't I would, like I said I'm not saying that to be um showing what I didn't have but I'm saying that you taking that step forward into choosing you Mm. builds so much of a different resilience than you can ever possibly imagine and it shows them that they don't have to stay they don't have to accept less than they don't have to accept what they don't like because of a situation it's like no this doesn't work for me anymore and that is a beautiful example of what strong boundaries looks like yeah and finding your power and knowing that that is the most incredible incredible thing you could ever do and I feel like we're made to feel via different faiths society again you know the wedding vows even that you have to stay in relationships or marriages no matter what and that as the woman you have to be the one that is there as the backbone and keeps going no matter what and the amount of times I've heard women going oh yeah but I have to stay with him and it's like but he's cheated on you time and time again but they truly believe they need to put up with it and continue because that's the right way and it's like no and the shame a lot of women feel when they say that they their marriage hasn't worked or the relationship hasn't worked again is so sad um oh gosh yeah it's heartbreaking that's Sorry, Sorry my yeah, I was just going to say on that is we've got so much to say. We're just <laughs> aren't we? We're just so we're so passionate about it. Um, I would just say um, on that as well, like the relationship thing being on a pedestal. Mm. It's like if you build that relationship with yourself first, yeah, then anyone that you add into your life is is an addition. 
it shouldn't be that you are looking for someone to fix you or save you like there's a new mm -hmm. i think you did it on your your instagram about that that quote isn't it is that she's not looking for a, a night to stay yeah. with, she's looking for a safe space to yeah. reside yeah. and that is literally it like that is so me as well because mm -hmm. I don't need anyone to, to complete me. Like yeah. I've done the work, I've worked on myself. And what I've realized, because I, I am single and I've been single on and off most of my life, to be honest. Yeah. Probably I say on and off, I've been single most of my life, let's be honest. But what I've noticed is I've had to heal massive parts of, you know, one, obviously the childhood experiences of like abandonment wounds and yeah. you know neglect and all of those things but also the trusting in men mm. and, and as well as that like you know all of this connects to attachment styles as well so there's anxious and avoidant attachment styles yeah. which obviously I guess you'll know about um within obviously the relationships and stuff yeah um but when you can get yourself to a space of secure mm. that is where you meet other secure people because I always say that how we feel about ourselves internally is what is projected outwardly so this is why for me self-awareness you know boundaries and self-respect self-acceptance all of these things are so important because if you don't have these yeah. your external will represent and show you that on the outside world so doing that inner work is so important because you know if you're looking for a partner that you you know you want or whatever you have mm. to be the partner you want otherwise you won't find that anywhere else you know same with friendship I had to change so many friendships in my life because so many people like me better broken yeah you know, they liked that person they could blame for situations yeah it's easy to blame the angry one you know it's easy to whenever an argument happened it was easy to make me wrong because I was raising my voice over actually the fact that I was actually telling the the truth and saying the right thing yeah. and this is something that really came I was thinking about this the other day because a lot of people say to me oh you're so articulate and I was thinking when did I develop that articulation <laughs> and I think it was in the healing because I feel like I've always said the right thing I've always been full of wisdom in terms yeah. of what I've been saying but sometimes it would come across like really patronizing or <laughs> aggressive you know Whereas now I feel like I've got that balance and and, and all of that thing but I think um yeah the relationship thing we put so much weight on it but how beautiful is it for you to just live your life fully as you yeah and then you don't need the other you don't need exactly. someone else to complete you and all of those things and actually mm. you know taking your kids away on a nice holiday you on your own doing that for your kids wow that's how so empowering lovely, so wonderful yeah exactly that and how inspiring to so many other people and to your children to show them you don't need someone else there you can have exactly. a beautiful time just you lot yeah you know, like that, these little moments even a nice dinner you know it doesn't have to be anything yeah. like that, or even just going to the park whatever it is you're, you gaining that independence and that you know that like we said that inner strength and that mm. autonomy that is the the deepest strength you can ever find anywhere else and from Absolutely. that space that's where everything else comes for sure yeah definitely and do you know what I used to have a real negative thing about Disney films because for us growing up around Disney films it's all about the woman being in distress and then the man coming along being the hero and then they live happily ever after and almost gave us that thing that oh it's a man that we need to be happy and that's what we need to strive for is we need to find a partner to enable us to be happy to actually you know have a life that that will give us everything we want and need and also yeah. growing up I felt that a lot of the storybooks were like that and you know 
a lot of the conversations were around, oh my gosh, when are you going to get your first boyfriend? When are you going to get your first girlfriend? Oh my God, we need to be in a relationship all the time. And all of my friends were like that. We were all like that. Like you couldn't be single. It's almost seen as like a real, well, what's wrong with you then? You know? And my oh, mom. Yeah, even now. Yeah. Yeah, and oh, even now. Yeah. Like, even now it's like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, look what we like, like at this age. Sorry, I meant to say yeah. at this age. You know, yeah. like for me, I'm, I'm like in my early thirties and it's yeah. like someone said to me the other day, if you haven't had a long term relationship by, um, 30, what's wrong with you? And it's I'm like, awful. what's wrong with me, hun? No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. Everything's Isn't it awful, me. Though? What's wrong like, with you? Yeah, because my mum, she got told by my great grandma that she was just left on the shelf because she wasn't married at 30. Oh, well, there's no hope for you. You're just left on the shelf. And when my mum told me that, I was like, what? It's just crazy how there's so much pressure and so much expectation around the fact that you have to be in a relationship. Otherwise, you haven't fulfilled what you need to fulfill in life. And you need to go and strive to be a mother and a father. You need to go and strive to do this and that. And it's like, no, what you need to strive for is finding your inner power and being truly you and being happy with that. That's all you need. And that's it, because, you know, I have really wonderful conversations with older women now, older Mm -hmm. men about this, because especially in my own family, but externally as well, when people find out what it is I do, they're really intrigued about it. And um, that's what I say to them. I'm like, I've lived my life my way. Yes, I've been, you know, experienced a lot of trauma and all these things. But, you know, the fact that I prioritise my career, Mm. I've got to travel the world doing what I love at the time. You know, I've got to meet some incredible people from all walks of life because not only did I travel through my career, I also prioritised traveling so all of the jobs that I was doing was to save to go and and to see the world you know so now I'm coming into a space of being ready for a relationship feeling like I did the single stuff you know I did the things I wanted to do on my own and actually there's still so much I want to do and I'll continue to do on my own because I do like solo traveling and things like that but equally you know you have to build that that relationship with yourself because when I tell people I've traveled lot on my own they're like oh my gosh I could never do that I'm like but Mm. you could you just you just haven't developed that that strength and that confidence in yourself yeah. to do that. You don't trust yourself enough. And that's like one of the things I teach is that self-trust, because from that space, everything is possible for you. But, you know, if you, if you can't if you say that you're going to do something and you don't over and over mm-hmm. again, that's where you're building that lack of trust. Absolutely. And actually you, you, that affects your self-worth. So it's all like interconnected, isn't it? All of these things. But yeah. I do what I would say on that now is um. Disney's the worst revolutionized, hasn't it? Now yeah, it's like yeah. now kind of aware of the fact that that's been the narrative for so long. And I think yeah. again, it comes down to like this: um, the world shifting. You know, the yeah. patriarchal way of living is no longer the the high status. I think a lot of people are realizing. You know, even going down to four day working weeks, yeah, they're realizing that we need to prioritize rest because of optimization of you know productivity and all of these Absolutely. things, but also rest is just more important even than, than being productive i think yeah. you know when you can you like um you condense time don't you almost like if you're yeah. if you make enough space and rest for yourself that when you need to do tasks you get them done so much quicker rather than like procrastinating because you're focused and i think that obviously is a masculine sign of looking at it but not only yeah. that it's a fulfillment of life you know we think about it in a work format you're at work like however 40 hours a week and you're at home what like a couple of hours in the evening like that's yeah, not living that's you know? so mm. that's why I think you know prioritizing rest and the things that you love that is really where true fulfillment and 
you know balance and harmony but yeah who you are that's that's where you flourish in those spaces so it's finding where you can create more of that always absolutely oh my gosh honestly I could talk to you all day like seriously all day um so before we before we end this up I'd love to know what advice would you give to somebody who wants to find their inner power like what would you say would be an amazing starting point for them okay yeah great so what i would say to start off with is you have to do this self-inquiry mm. you have to like ask yourself really these questions like who is it that i know i can be yeah and what has stopped me from being there because like and i would get a pen and paper and write this down like, like i said like journaling is a massive part of the work i do and i feel like it's a really great way for you to explore what's deeper than the surface layer Absolutely. because you can have a conversation with a friend or maybe even a therapist at this point and you would only get a certain layer whereas actually building that relationship with yourself first mm-hmm. it's going to show you answers you didn't realize were inside of you you know yeah, yeah. like get still you know maybe light a candle like find a safe space and just ask yourself these questions like what does my highest possible outcome look like for myself you know is it that i'm confident and thriving i have incredible relationships i've got a great job i'm like doing the things i love and enjoy maybe i'm traveling you know whatever it is that looks like and then now like ask yourself where am i at the moment you know like what is stopping me from being that and then that's where the journey of going inward looks like you know and and that's obviously where a lot of our work is you know like for me doing the trauma healing stuff like a lot of it makes sense on on that point like I can literally have a conversation with someone and in about 15 minutes I know why they are the way they are from their childhood experiences because it's just so clear to me now that I can see it but that really is it you know in order to be your most authentically strong confident embodied version of yourself you have to remove that debris of Mm -hmm. the, the trauma that's held you back there's no other way to do it that's long lasting you know everyone can tell you oh just do this and you'll be confident that is that is the false confidence that doesn't last you know the real deep confidence comes with clearing out the old and rebuilding the solid structure and foundation absolutely oh my gosh I've loved this so so much like literally I feel like you've lit a flame in me (laughs) I'm like yes happy Monday um <laughs> um I'd love for you to let us know how um everyone can kind of find you and, and and what you're offering at the moment. Yeah, yeah, thank you. So um I'm on social media, I'm on TikTok, Instagram and YouTube at Sharice underscore Bizram and I also have a mentoring page as well. So that's just at Sharice underscore Biz- oh no, sorry, at Sharice Bizram Mentor, that one. Yeah. Um and then I have a website as well, Sharicebizram.com and um yeah so basically i have like different variations of how you can work with me mm-hmm. so i've got an academy that i'll be launching in january and that's kind of like a group program format but alongside that i have different variations of scales of how you can work with me so you can either book like a 90 minute one-to-one session and that will kind of get you to like an understand i call that ignite that's like igniting your inner flame yeah and we've got the ignite accelerator that's like five sessions of that 90 minutes I also have a deep dive session that's three to four hours. So if you're thinking that actually, do you know what? I just want to get through this all in one day, really get to the bottom of it, and then I can work through it. I'll yeah. have box of support for 14 days after that. And then um, we come into like my mentorship program, which lasts six to 12 months. And that's really that journey of transformation. So if you are thinking that 
you know what I don't want to be this anymore I don't want to be in this space where I feel inadequate or I feel stuck or less than or small and I'm ready to become that true empowered version of myself then that is obviously the session that I'd invite you to come and work with me on but I also have a journal available that's on Etsy, Amazon and my website and so yeah if you're thinking that actually I just want to get started the journal is a great place to start because then you can start looking inwards with what you're looking at and all of those things internally Um, and yeah I think that's pretty much everything I've got but obviously yeah come over to my Instagram and I'll I'll always be posting sort of like little little snippets of hopefully useful information for you um, as well and obviously if you want to dance as well I teach at Pineapple Dance Studios on a Tuesday so you can join online or in person so um, yeah if you're thinking that that's something oh my god that's amazing if you send me all of that then I will pop that in the show notes anyway for everybody so they can just click on it and and go and give you a follow thank you so much my love no thank you for having me